This is Smarter Markets Presents. Join David Greeley as he connects with the leaders at the forefront of carbon and climate at AIDA's North America Climate Summit, an official accredited event of New York Climate Week 2023 and the UN General Assembly 2023. This episode is presented by Base Carbon, sensible carbon investing. For more information, visit basecarbon.com. Hello, Lars. Thanks for joining us on Smarter Markets at AIDA's North America Climate Summit 2023. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I wanted to get your perspective because, you know, at Allied Offsets in the carbon space, you're the data provider. You're where people go to find the information to try to understand these markets. And I was hoping you could kind of walk us through how you see your role in the carbon markets and perhaps how that's been evolving over the past few years. Yeah, I will say, first of all, we've, we're not the only ones that would say that, but I think we're the only ones that are right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the market's evolved tremendously. Uh, a lot of things have happened. A lot of new players have come in, particularly in the rating space. A lot of the project developers and everyone talks transparency, but what we've seen is uh, ever since we got involved with the market is amazing amount of information asymmetry. Lots of bits and pieces of information everywhere. No one knows what the price is. No one knows where to get the credits, who the brokers are, what the ratings companies are are, are talking about. And because of the kind of, uh, well, actually, mainly because of the, the, the corporate background we had, we felt we were really well positioned to put all that together and do it as one big offering, almost like a, a mini Bloomberg for this space, if you will. And how have you found it's being received? I mean, tremendously well. We're really happy with the progress. I think particularly at a time of great controversy in the space, the certain data doesn't lie, it is what it is. And if you can present a lot of data in, in one place from a bunch of different sources in a way that people can draw their own conclusions of the basis of it, that's that's a good service and that's what we try to do. And I wanted to ask you about the controversies because this year's had a number of challenges and controversies in the carbon markets from the compliance markets where this is the challenge of operationalizing the Article 6 markets and then in the voluntary carbon markets where uh, there's been challenges to the reputation and quality and uh, legitimacy of certain projects. And I think you've gotten, your data's been used in some of those as well. Absolutely. Our, <laughs> well, I always say the data is what it is. I, I, look, I think in general, the way I feel about the volunteer market is that as part of selling a credit, you got to actually be able to prove to people that when you sell someone something that's a ton of carbon, it's got to be able to be demonstrably so. And if the space can't handle criticism, then um, that's not great for the space. And I think particularly some of the early criticism, the, there was some legitimacy and some mere culpa on part of the space. Some of the historic credits probably not worth nearly as much as, as they were said to be worth at the time. But I also think the space has increasingly come together to address those concerns. I think my view, personal view is that we're probably nearing the bottom of that market. Uh, yesterday, there was another article in The Guardian using our data we were quoted in, so half the people at this conference think, <laughs> well, they can think of us what they want, but they, 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 they say, basically, did you do that? Did you, did you write that research? And the answer is, no, we didn't, but we, we, our data was the background for it. We've had other cases where also The Guardian have written about some some corporate initiatives for other clients of ours. So we've been on both sides of the data issue. But again, they, they at least agree what they're looking at. And then the conclusions they draw from that is uh, can be vastly different. But the data is very important, right? That's the backbone Absolutely. of it. 
And I'm curious, you know, when you look at when you're going through the process of assembling the data that is available, are there certain types of data where you look and say, you know, if we had this type of information available, that would really help with the transparency, with the trust, with understanding yeah. that you're getting what you think I you're think getting. I think it depends a lot on the type of project you're talking about. You know, I think I think the ratings folks have a very, very important role to play, but there are many of them, multiple of them, and they don't always agree. So that can be a little disheartening when you see very well-known projects and uh, without mentioning names, well-known ratings agencies, one says this is a a star and the other says this is an F. I mean, sometimes quite literally. Then I don't blame bias for saying, well, what should I believe? You know, and what should I pay? Uh, so I think over time that will hopefully harmonize. I think sometimes they they don't communicate a lot. I think the, the, the space has particularly had an issue historically with price. There isn't one central price source. This is a I think this isn't an exchange model, this is more an eBay model for, for what this what this space is. We spend a lot of uh, time um, getting very clever on price. So we get uh, prices on projects and ventures from a large number of brokers, and we put that into various models to have estimated prices for all the projects, which is, I think, one of the services that our clients like a lot, uh, because at least you want to know what you, you're sort of paying the right price. The other thing I think people like a lot is what the information of who has bought what. Which corporate has retired which credit? When and where and how much money did they spend? That's important because, well, first of all, how does that hold up against their claims? How does that, uh, you know, you know, if you're a broker and you're trying to sell a certain type of credit, it's kind of useful to know who has bought that type of credit in the past. Yeah. So there's a lot of use cases where this kind of information is useful for players in this space. We also see it a lot for consulting firms, ESG reports, and so forth. Great. And I wanted to ask you, because that conference is like this, other than some people might have uh, strong words for you. It's one of the really interesting things is being able to share ideas outside the panels, in the hallways, yeah. in the meeting rooms. And I was curious if there were any ideas you wanted to share, you know, you came here wanting to talk with people about, or any ideas that came up over the past few days that you think are really important. And yeah, I think, take look, with you. I think something we try to do is, well, keep in mind, if you're trying to be Bloomberg, you have to be very open to any kind of new ideas or new ways of showing the data. I think there's particularly movements in the geospatial areas. You know, one area, um, you know, if you tell uh, nature-based solutions, the mapping of areas opens Pandora's box of what data you can layer on top of that, maybe even including biodiversity or fires or things like that, that doesn't have to be difficult once you've mapped all of these areas. So it's almost think of it as like a almost an operating system that you can put a lot of stuff into. So I think particularly that area, we're going to see some movement going forward. I think particularly in this, uh, it's perhaps less prevalent here now, but in the CDR space, carbon dioxide removal, there's a huge move because the space doesn't suffer from the reputational issues that the VCM has. And I think particularly for like, at a conference like this, there are very few corporates. Yeah. So, but if you had a CDR event, there'd be far more corporates because they feel they can't miss out. They can't not know, like because because it's sort of the future. It's the you know where where the very large solutions may come from one day, even if prices now are incredibly high, then the volumes are incredibly low. But no one doesn't think that's going to be vastly different five five years from now. So I'd say particularly in those two areas. I'd say perhaps more CDR, um, there's tremendous movement. We're trying to have the data reflect that. And last question I wanted to ask you was, 
everyone's talking about how important it is to scale, how we need to move quickly. Is there something that you're seeing either on the standard side or with the technology, tools, data, that should be the next thing that we really work on? That's kind of the critical thing to get right if we want to continue to have these markets grow quickly. Well, I think so I'm, I'm slightly a bit more of a pessimist there than most. If you look at the process it takes to create a project, so you think you're like, Typical supply demand. Right? It's, I think near term, this is very much a demand driven space because you can't go out and create a project overnight and generate a bunch of issued credits. You can very quickly change a corporate's perspective on whether they should be in this market or not. That happens overnight. The supply doesn't happen overnight. And a lot of these projects, they take sometimes 18 months, two years to put together. So I don't think the scalability there is, is, is great. And also, there are only so many places in the world you can have these nature-based solutions, especially if you got to have higher standards for better information, integration of local populations, and so forth. Again, I think the CDR space is interesting because another term for it is engineered solutions. Some of these are at the wrong price and at the wrong volumes, but if both those things change, the, the, the scale can be incredible. For example, I'm involved with the Institute of Carbon Management. They have one project which is uh, dry CO2 from uh, salt water, basically, and it requires sun. And if there's two things this world has enough of, it's salt water and sun. So imagine just for a second that they could get those credits done at a low enough price that that, was, that made sense to the world. Absolutely, as it, as it sounds, we've essentially priced climate change. Like just to say that they could do that at $10 a ton. Well, now you could do unlimited amounts at $10 a ton. Unfortunately, the price is more like $500 a ton. So we're some way away. But the point is, if we keep looking at these scalable engineered uh, solutions, CDR, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the massive breakthroughs come from that area. All right. Well, I'll be looking forward to that. Thanks so much for dropping by. Yeah, it was great to be able to catch up with you. Likewise. Thanks. This is Smarter Markets Presents. This episode is presented by Base Carbon, a financier of projects involved primarily in the global voluntary carbon markets. Base Carbon endeavors to be the preferred carbon project partner in providing capital and management resources to carbon removal and abatement projects globally and, where appropriate, will utilize technologies within the evolving environmental industries to enhance efficiencies, commercial credibility, and trading transparency. For more information, visit basecarbon.com. Base Carbon. Sensible carbon investing. This is Smarter Markets Presents. For episode transcripts and additional episode information, including research, editorial and video content, please visit smartermarkets.media. Please help more people discover the podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Smarter Markets is presented for informational and entertainment purposes only. The information presented on Smarter Markets should not be construed as investment advice. Always consult a licensed investment professional before making investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed on Smarter Markets are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the show's hosts or producer. Smarter Markets, its hosts, guests, employees and producer, Abex Technologies, shall not be held liable for losses resulting from investment decisions based on informational viewpoints presented on Smarter Markets. Visit smartermarkets.media to learn more.